0: Morning, everybody uh, kind of a damp gray humid hot trying to be fall day out there so it's very much September isn't it um, just a few quick announcements um, on you'll see on your announcement sheet um, the fall worship schedule coming up Um, If you would like to volunteer to do readings or gifts of music, you can be in touch with the Worship and Music Committee. And there is a sign-up sheet at the back to help with ushering and the readings as well. And we would greatly appreciate um, some more faces and voices in doing that. There's a Zoom book group coming up to Looking for Jane by Heather Marshall. And that's Monday, September the 26th. Book club members are invited to gather for an in-person social at the Hanover Park on Monday, September 12th, that's tomorrow, at 3 p.m. Bring your seat. Refreshments are provided. Light on Main Street is starting up again this uh, fall beginning October the 5th with a sit-in Thanksgiving dinner. If you're interested in volunteering with The Light on Main Street, please contact Bill Smolinar's, 519-364-7265, or you can contact the church office and get Bill's phone number. More helpers are definitely needed, and this is a wonderful way to give back to our community. We would like to welcome the Reverend Gail Clarkson who is with us this morning, Uh, Gail arrived here from Fortwich, thankfully not very far, uh, where she and Terry make their home. They have two married daughters and three wonderful grandchildren. In 2007, she was commissioned to Diaconal Ministry, then transferred and settled to the Seymour Pastoral Charge in rural Trent Hills. Perhaps her face and name may be a little bit familiar as she served from 2011 to 2018 in the Bruce Presbytery. And she was looking around this morning, too, and saw some familiar faces. So I'm sure you guys may want to catch up later after church. Now retired from PAM, P-A-M, Gail currently serves in WOW region as a supervising minister for the Calvary Zion Presbytery Church in Listwell and does some pulpit supply in the area. In leisure time, she's happy to craft, garden, cycle, kayak, or do perhaps some light reading. It is good to be able to gather in community to worship and to sing together. And with that, we welcome the Reverend Gail to be with us this morning. We also have one very special announcement to make. Um, I'm going to let Heather come up before we get you started here. Um, we've had some things arrive for us today. We're all very excited to showcase this.
1: Good morning. Um, so, as you may have heard through uh, various announcements, uh, with the, the Uh, much help from Sylvia. Sylvia and I put a grant together uh, for some hand chimes and we got it and they're here so uh, yay! (laughs) um, so I'm sure you've been on the edge of your seats wondering what are these things and what do they sound like and what do they feel like so uh, so I have our helpers here today uh, and we're gonna place them for you just so you can get a sense of it um, and then I'm also after the service gonna make them available over maybe in the CE C- Hall um, if anybody wants to come and just pick them up and try them and see you know they look kind of biggish so you might wonder if they're heavy but they're not they're very light um, So just to give you an opportunity to interact with them and check them out. Uh, And we are planning on um, starting ensembles for these hand chimes that are going to rehearse on Thursday evenings. I don't have a set time yet. Um, So if you're interested, come and talk to me. Uh, I have a sign-up sheet um, or like a registration form. Um, And if you're maybe interested but want to find out more information, you can just get in touch with me. Um, Probably best is email. Uh, or just call the church in Laurel can forward you over so yeah so here they are
0: The travel case that comes with it too is quite handy, as there is wheels on it, so it's easy to be moved around. Um, You know, depending where we're going to be rehearsing or performing, if we want to take them outside one morning, we're able to do that um, with quite a bit of ease. Yes, the first time. As you can see, they're pretty easy. (laughs) We can do them seated, (laughs) Um, and they've got the the notes, which you you guys can't see. Maybe turn them around. You can see the notes are on here even. So we can don't even have to have really sheet music. You just have A B C D E F G going across. Super easy. So if you can't sight read music, we um, we can figure this out too. Yeah, no problem. Heather's awesome like that. Very patient.
1: I was just going to say, um, we, we don't, I don't, I have some music, but it depends who is interested as to whether we go with notation or whether we go with other music games, things like that. So um, if you're interested and you can't read music, that's okay. We can, we can work around it or I'll teach you
0: one or the other. <laughs> Thank you so much guys, we're, all kind of, we're very excited about this and it's a wonderful um, outreach for our community too. So if you have neighbors that really enjoy music or um, kids in the family that really enjoy music but don't have an outlet for that, um, as we all know learning music is a wonderful way to, uh, to work our brains. So what a, a great, great uh, facility we're gonna have with this to uh, keep this going upstairs.
1: Thank you. I will just mention, that's a good point, there are going to be two separate ensembles. So at this point, we're, we're organizing them for one for children, youth, and families. Uh, that's going to be, I think, at maybe four in the afternoon, right after school on Thursdays. Um, and then there will be another one for um, adults and seniors. Um, and we'll, we'll see. We'll have to kind of see who's interested as to how we group it all together. But there's going to be two, so
2: okay.
3: Well, that was certainly a welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Let the bells ring. Um, thank you for the welcome this morning, uh, Jen, and as uh, Terry and I arrived, uh, greetings from, from various folks, and certainly it is great to see some familiar faces and remember some names and um, be reminded of others, so thank you for that. Uh, but what I recall from, uh, from Grace is, is various forms of hospitality um, received, uh, including spending time um, with presbytery here and the great Uh, great lunches and um, uh, services of covenant and various other um, celebrations in our life of faith and in ministry. Um, So thank you for that and uh, I hope to be able to chat with some of you uh, later after service a little more. I appreciated so much hearing what a wonderful world this morning Um, we begin in the church year cycle um, the season of creation and it's a focus during the, the wider season of Pentecost it begins today and includes the weeks leading up to Thanksgiving Sunday so with gratitude we think of the harvest the gifts of the earth its splendor and beauty and certainly we are mindful of its fragility. We live in hope with uh, trusting God's providence. And as we gather, I'd like to share that we recognize we are on the traditional territory of the Odawa, Mississauga, and Anishinaabeke First Nations and the Métis people, and that we are all people of Treaty 45 and a half. May we continue to work to be in right relations with our indigenous neighbors and speak up and speak out against systemic racism and colonialism. When I was contacted to, uh, to come and uh, share in some worship with you, uh, I looked at the date September 11th, and so we are reminded that today is the anniversary of 9-11, 21 years ago, a sad September morning. Many of us recall where we were and what we were doing at that time, and there will be those who know the outcomes of that experience through news records, memorial services, perhaps a wonderful movie, theater production come from away. I always stop and think of some of the 911 babies as they are now entered into adulthood and furthering education, and others are learning to live with memories only. I appreciate um, memorial services and the sites dedicated to this pur- purpose. One year on our vacation, Terry and I traveled to the International Peace Garden in uh, Manitoba and North Dakota amongst the Turtle Mountains there. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. In particular, there was a focus uh, that turned out for us to be the 911 memorial that had been created there. And it includes some of the, the steel beams from the World Trade Center and creative displays naming those who are held in memory. Each time I think on it, I remember how I found its silence wrapped itself around me. So on this anniversary date, during the International Year of the Garden, I anticipate we'll learn, more, learn moments of honor and remembrance being recognized. This morning, we light this candle to shine into the world in a small way. We remember with gratitude all who are helpers and healers in our communities emergency service workers, first responders, educators, learners, healthcare workers. And we also pray for those who, while recounting the past, are present to seek out ways or create spaces where equality, equity, and peace may flourish for all. We light the Christ candle this morning, remembering Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Friends, the good news of the gospel is this, Jesus came bringing us peace. And we remember also that Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. May the peace of Christ be with you. Thank you. As affirmed and reconciling people, I invite you now to greet one another with an action of greeting in the essence of passing the peace of Christ. Um, and however you practice doing that from your seats, uh, with a wave, namaste, um, however you're comfortable. So I'd invite you to join me uh, in the call to worship and prayer of approach. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell within. We live in God's world, we are not alone. Thanks be to God. We share this life with the heavens and the earth, with the air, the water, and the land, with trees and grasses, with fish, birds, and animals, with creatures of every form, and with all our relations. God saw all that was made, and behold, it was very good. Love and faith come together. Justice and peace join hands. actions and words all consent. O God, open our lips, and our mouths shall wish and we will hear your praise unto you. Let us pray. God, we've come thirsty, thirsty for your spirit.
2: Living water, above from inside us, and leads us toward the spirituality.
3: O oh God, we've come hungry, hungry for community. life,
2: feed our spirits, and lead us toward community.
3: God, we've come searching, searching for wholeness. God, feed, nourish, and prepare us to be your church in the world. Amen. And I'd invite you to stand as you are comfortable as we join together and sing This Is God's Wondrous World. are words of good news, and the good news for us is that we are not alone. Each day we receive an invitation to be part of the kingdom of God. Ask, seek, knock, we are told. As beloved, you and I are invited to live in right relationship as resurrection people. Thanks be to God.
4: Our first reading this morning is from Exodus 34 verses 10 and 21. The Lord said, I now make a covenant in front of all your people. I'll perform dramatic displays of power that have never been done before anywhere on earth or in any nation. All the people who are around you will see what the Lord does because I will do an awesome thing with you. You should do your work for six days, but on the seventh day, you should rest. Even during plowing or harvest time, you should rest. Testament reading this morning is Matthew 6, 25 to 33, Common English Bible. Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you'll wear or what you'll drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the sky. They don't sow seeds or harvest grain or gather crops into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than they are? Who among you by worrying can add a single moment to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? Notice how the lilies in the field grow. They don't wear themselves out with work and they don't spin cloth. But I say to you that even Solomon in all of his splendor wasn't dressed like one of these. If God dresses grass in the field so beautifully, even though it's alive today and tomorrow it's throwing it into the furnace, won't God do much more for you, you people of weak faith? Therefore, don't worry and say, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? Gentiles, long for all these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Instead, desire first and foremost, God's kingdom and God's righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Here endeth our scriptures for today.
3: May these thoughts and words prepared to share be acceptable to you, O God and encouraging to all who hear them, amen. This morning I'd like to begin by sharing a little story that takes me back some years. <clears throat> it includes uh, the two grown daughters that you've heard about uh, from my bio this morning. And this story is grounding, grounded in their mid to late teen years just prior to them making their way to college and university, just prior to 9-11. As was quite common at the time, we had one telephone on the main floor of our home with an extension upstairs, simple, plugged into the wall. (laughs) There was no call display. You get the picture, right? When it rang, I shared that uh, there would be a race between our two girls to get there to see who could answer the phone first. It suffices to say that they were motivated to move, to answer the call, if you will. This happened so regularly that uh, our cat would also get in on the act. He'd perk up his ears and he'd trot toward the wall and then want to bat the cord around. I guess he thought it looked like a fun thing to do, that it was important. Well, we still have a landline at home, but uh, I do have a mobile device, and on it I receive calls and texts and enjoy checking out what might be on Pinterest. And one reason is that there are lots of creative ways to visit uh, the three R's, and today, a little later on, I'd like to add a fourth R. But I trust, like our household, uh, you and yours, have been practicing, reducing, reusing, recycling for a long time now. Perhaps even before we had particular symbols to recognize. The stories and habits from the generations of uh, my family line that have gone before simply recount that reducing, reusing, and recycling was a way of life and I mess up that some of the, what was commonplace in my childhood home was introduced into our home. Uh, Maybe it was old habits, or maybe it was new traditions for our daughters, but mostly I hope it was good conversation and education for the next generation. So my childhood home was one where uh, very few items were considered single use milk bags were washed and reused for freezer bags and mason jars were used per, for preserves were washed filled emptied and washed again year after year after year screw nails and finishing nails nuts and bolts were sorted and stored in glass jars and neatly kept so my dad could find just the, the right piece that he needed for his da- his fix of any current project He was also known for happily building, adjusting, or fixing furniture for a new purpose, too. And certainly, clothing was mended or passed along, or that which was considered too far gone to be was used in another way. Scraps would be made into strips and braided into rugs or cut into pieces and stitched together, creating the ever-appreciated and beloved handmade quilt and I shared that I have repurposed parts of one of those quilts um, in the last couple of years as a project into a small table runner and dresser scarves and another one has been made into sit for around campfires there's an idea for Silver Lake camp yeah <laughs> But from online sources, I've discovered possibilities too of how to make t-shirt yarn and repurposing clothing in other ways. There are many efforts to help in careful reuse currently and they are worthwhile. That said, we are called to be astutely aware that while it's no game, we are playing catch up in the area of reducing consumerism and greenhouse gases We know that patterns of weather are changing and Earth is in its current state, in its current state is fragile. Creation is speaking to us, really. We hear reports of groaning, boiling, flaming, and thundering of late. The news we hear makes me think we go a little bit forward and then backward in this call to environmental action. But I believe it is our call to answer this this call. And the question I have on my heart is how we do that. How do those who live into this continue and help motivate the will of others to similar action? To whom does this responsibility belong? Within Judaism, there is a concept called tikkun olam. Through this, as God does, God invites us into relationship. All of humanity is invited to share in the responsibility of healing and repairing the earth. We are each invited to share in the mending of creation. This theme appears throughout the Hebrew scriptures and historically it bubbles up from time to time the ancient mystics pondered and wrote about it policymakers of government and those in the legal world have drawn on this concept in decision making specific topics or circumstances vary but there is a common thread to cultivate healthy relationship with and to mend creation hebrew scholar jill jacobs explains it this way It refers to kindness extended toward creation. Brings new meaning to all those be kind signs we've seen of late, don't you think? She explains the understanding that tikkun olam is put into play in times of desolation as it is God's physical adjustment to ensure the world remains. And we have been reminded of places of desolation recently too. Through the ages, the mystics turned the focus toward understanding the need for social justice and blessings. They also held it was part of constant process to return to Eden. That is, to return to wholeness and right relationship with God that was known at creation. And then the concept resurfaced in the mid 20th century with a strong social justice leaning. It was particularly noted in the 1950s and 60s when the civil rights movement and social action of the time was considered to mirror tikkun olam by action taken with the intention of improving society, with the intention of making the world a better place for one another. Well, recently, we've been hearing about what is considered an alternate place of worship, as there has been an outdoor church network formed. And I believe you may have heard of this movement uh, as being known as "holding Forest Church." For me, it sounded very much like an experience I remember of Vespers when I went to Camp Council, CGIT camp or when hiking in the woods or even when simply pausing when out on a walk and saying thank you to the trees for some shade. That said, my interest in forest church was piqued after a conversation with a friend about it. An issue of Broadview Magazine that came out last fall uh, informs about this in an, uh, an article called Wild and Sacred and the founder of the Wild Church Network, a naturalist and activist, Victoria Lortz, shares this about the connection between contemplation and action as part of our response to the earth's aching. There's a reason I keep magazines, but there's the issue. She was asked by the interviewer uh, Josiah Neufeld um, this question after his statement, there's a cycle between contemplation and action. Did your turn to a spiritual relationship with nature eventually lead you back to more public action? And she responds, I'm so grateful for the people who do activism, activism. Then there are people creating new infrastructure, community gardens, or energy systems. And then there's a third level, which is changing people's mindsets. That's the work that I feel called to do. I direct a seminary called Seminary of the Wild that offers a year-long eco-ministry program. We need everybody to integrate their love of this planet and their love of the sacred, and their love of humans into everything that they do. Do it with your whole heart, she writes, without judging the others that they're not doing enough, and without feeling guilty that you're not doing enough. So from the perspective of responding to God's invitation to join in the mending of the earth, Tikum Ulam, This seems like an an innovative, an initiative rather, that merits consideration as church in the world. As Victoria says, the best case scenario, the church reconnects people with place as part of a beloved community. The sacred is already here among us. We've just forgotten it. And it sounds a lot to me like it would be a return to a term coined by author Robin Wall Kimmler. In her book, Braiding Sweetgrass, she writes about a human relationship with creation that's a two-way street. She calls it sacred reciprocity. I've um, watched a movie uh, called Big Trees, and it illustrates this, um, this theory well. The story is set in the United States in the year 1900. It was produced in 1952, and in the story, an unscrupulous claim jumper named Jim Fallon, who was played by Kirk Douglas, might ring ring familiar, um, crafts a plan to travel to California to bring in a crew of workers and clear-cut the harvest and harvest the giant sequoia trees. All the while, dollar signs were flashing before his eyes. But what happens is, upon his arrival, he encounters and meets a Quaker colony to which he holds opposing views on the trees, their worth, and the purpose of the forest. The colony holds community and service of prayers and worships under the trees. The trees, they tell Felon, are their temple, and they continue to raise their voices in prayer and song and in protection of creation in spite his attempts to stop them for his own purposes. So for the colony, the creation is held as a sacred trust and the trees provide a natural history of the area and country. Moreover, they proclaimed trees as a sign of the creator's many and great works. The story has lots of twists and turns with an ending that I shan't spoil. Um, what resonated with me though is the relationship of care and respect that was lived by the colony. There was a wholeness and right relationship about it. And while it wasn't easy or without adversity and sadness, the outcome did embody the improving of society. Indeed there was trust and faithful seeking of God's righteousness. Indeed. Tikkun Olham. So I'm thinking that I might go back to the library and borrow that movie again after and watch it after hearing about the loss of some of those great sequoia trees on the West Coast this fall with the wildfires. We have much to consider, to learn, and to share. I'd like to leave you with two quotes from a version of the Bible I have called the Green Bible and the fourth R that I mentioned earlier on. The first quote is from Archbishop Desmond Tutu. He says, the first law of our being is that we are set in a delicate network of interdependence with fellow human beings and with the rest of God's creation. And from Chief Dan George. We are as much alive as we keep the earth alive. And for us, as followers of Jesus, the fourth R, let's rejoice. Let's rejoice in the gift of all creation and rejoice with confidence in the redemptive and saving love gifted to us as resurrection people. May we do so living with faith, not in fear, while answering the call to improving society in the season of creation and always. Amen. I'd invite you to stand as you're comfortable as we sing Great is thy faithfulness. Have a video minute of permission.
2: In Guatemala, one in four indigenous women
3: can't read or write. Discrimination means it's especially hard for them to access education, health care and financial stability. Your support helps these women live their best lives..
2: This is your
3: gifts to mission and service have a lasting impact on women who are persecuted simply for being who they are. A better world is possible. Thank you for helping to make it happen. As we have freely received the gifts of God's wondrous world, may we freely return a portion. We will receive this these days gifts. God of all creation, in whom we live and move and have our being, you sent us your Son, Jesus, that we may have life in abundance. Accept these gifts of our worship, praise, and offerings, and bless them to become the conduit of healing and justice and mending of creation. God of the rainbow, accept these portions given today as signs of our renewed covenant commitment to live in a loving relationship with you, all our siblings in Christ, and all of creation. Use our heads, hands, and hearts to work toward a world where the needs of all things living are satisfied and relationships are blessed. Great spirit, nurture others through these people and these your gifts creating spaces and places where all people and communities are made whole, and where all of creation through ongoing acts of kindness, generosity, beauty, and love is mended. As one voice, we ask this in the name of Jesus, the firstborn of all creation, amen. And so we come into a time of community prayers. Let us gather our hearts in this time as one. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, whose glory your creation displays, we praise you for the colors of creation, for rainbows and leaves, water, for spectacular northern lights, shining stars, the light of day and the light of night. We praise you for the joy of new beginnings, new school terms, new acquaintances and friends, new employment and new leisure opportunities, and the joy found in the security of what is familiar, consistent, and safe. Today we offer our knowing that you are a steadfast presence in this world we are grateful. We offer our knowing also that too often wealth speaks loudly and power over oppresses others. We offer our knowing that often harm comes to the innocents, that relationships sour and hearts and dreams are broken. Therefore, God, in both our laughter and through our tears, we offer ourselves as we are, and we come faithfully, gratefully, to be part of the vision of mending of creation that is your dream. We pray for the peace of the world and the peace that passes all understanding. Not only the absence of conflict and battle, but the fullness of life that is enough for all and goodwill among neighbors and hospitality for the stranger. We pray today that your dream of shalom may be known here in Canada and in the world. We pray that steps toward reconciliation with our indigenous peoples are solid. Today we pray for the James Smith Cree Nation, the village of Weldon, and all who have been impacted by the injuries and loss of life over the past week there. We pray for each family and the generations impacted by this tragedy. We hold the circumstances of the life and the death of Miles Sanderson in our thoughts. We acknowledge there is much we do not understand in this circumstance, but we pray for peace within the communities and wellness in body, mind, and spirit. This day we tenderly remember the life of a royal sovereign servant. The passing of time, the life and legacy of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II is on many hearts and minds. Grant to her family, children, grandchildren and great-grandchildren and all those whose lives were closely woven with hers comfort in this time of loss this time of sadness, this time of change. May the outpouring of sympathy already underway be a source of strength for the days ahead. Holy mystery, holy love, we pray for the church around the world that we collectively might be the hands and feet of Christ, reaching out, meeting, and greeting others led by your Holy Spirit. Today we pray for the United Church of Canada, its leadership, laity and clergy, communities of faith, and the many outreach ministries it lives into. Guide congregations preparing to begin a search process, or who are preparing to call and begin a pastoral relationship. Be a presence when the Search Committee of Grace United Church Hanover meets very soon. Today we pray for congregations who are in the process of amalgamation or disbanding or stepping into a journey of wonder and reflection. Grant them satisfaction in discernment and decisions made. Through eyes of love, may they recognize the value of ministry work and your vision for the world. Accept all that we offer today and hear our most deepest prayers as we offer them now in silence. And so we join our voices together as one to share the words Jesus taught us to pray Forever and ever. Amen. <coughs> well, once again, words of thanks for sharing in this time uh, this morning. And we'll conclude our service of worship with um, by the singing of May the God of Hope Go With Us. You'll be invited to stand as you are comfortable. <laughs> deep spirituality be brave beloved in bold discipleship be blessed beloved for dare, daring justice be bold go now blessed to bless go now in peace and in faith go into the world to rejoice as you are gods and as you are Christ and you by the Spirit are blessed amen